Hi there, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Startups podcast, the series that shines a light on the world of startups and the incredible founders behind them. And today it's a proper tribute to startups because we've been chatting with Gary Jackson, co-founder of Startup to Stand Up, the global community just for founders. Their community is dubbed as your business passport to excellence. But with so many competing communities and support out there, what makes these guys special? And what do they really know about the startup landscape that will help them help their members? So enjoy the conversation with Gary Jackson, co-founder of Startup to Stand Up. Welcome to the podcast, Gary. Thank you very much for coming on and uh, chatting with us. How are you today? Yeah, all good. Uh, Nice to uh, meet you both. Fabulous. Excellent. Welcome, Gary. Um, so, Gary, let's start off then. Tell us a little bit about your background um, and I guess a little bit about the idea to launch the community that you've got running at the moment. Yeah, uh, so my, my background, I'm actually originally uh, a London black taxi driver. So uh, my back down, back background is probably, well, it's not probably different to others, but uh, I always say that being a black cab driver, most of us are probably quite entrepreneurial. Uh, in that we have to make money so we're forever looking for work and where work is uh etc uh, and then a bit about my background that's why i ended up um starting a company called uh halo which was okay. uh at, at the time one of the biggest european uh startups uh, and i stayed on through my taxi to free now uh, and then that goes on to what i'm doing now with uh startup to stand up wow so a real uh different journey real different journey yeah, yeah, completely, completely different journey, probably to 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 most. Uh, and then, um, did you want to know a bit about start yeah, stand up and the idea around do. it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the idea around it was quite. Um, I'd, I'd left free now by that time, so I was working from home quite a bit, uh, and I was part of a a, a Vistage group, which is quite a, a big group of CEOs, uh, etc. And everyone used to talk t- uh, together. Uh, and then, obviously, being from the startup world. Uh, we used to do a Thursday call and every Thursday we used to just open the Zoom. It was during lockdown and we just have general chats. And at the time it was quite uh, compelling that I didn't realize there was that many people actually wanted to help others because I'm quite, I love helping people and I love being part of startups and uh, I'm forever giving, if you know what I mean. So, uh, and then I realized that there was more people like me out there which is probably not a surprise to everyone but it was to me because business is normally around cutthroat and getting against each other and not you wanting to succeed and others to fail so that you do better and then i realized that actually there's a lot of people out there who don't feel like that and actually want to give so what we did was start to stand up we started a community uh call on a wednesday where you could come along and just one, introduce yourself and what your business does, but also talk through any problems you've got at that time. So if you imagine that someone comes on and says, well, I'm looking for this or I've done that, it's great to have people in the room who have had that experience before and they go, ah, actually, I could I could give you my advice and then you can get that solution done quicker and then you can maybe deal with more important stuff. So that's what we did uh, at the beginning. And it started off just as a Wednesday call with four or five different people. Um, and that's how we started Startup Stand Up. Excellent. How many people do you have on this sort of weekly, on these weekly calls, roughly? Yeah. So this morning, uh, we had, funny enough, we had a really good call uh, this morning. Uh, we, we do it every Wednesday at 8.30. Uh, we had about 30 on there today. and. And it, it's really buzzing. And actually, what, what come out of today's meeting is, is one is 
we need to ex- not extend it longer because it's only an hour, but it gets extended because then people come off of it. And it's like um, an ideas and solutions exchange where we come on and we find solutions. But at the same time, you're thinking about, hmm, what could work in my company? What that person's talking about. And I think one of the, the, the good things about what we do is, one is it feels like it's a, a protective. Everyone has to sign a privacy policy. So everyone comes in and they actually generally just talk. Um, they feel it's a safe place where they can talk about their business and no one's going to take that away. Um, yeah. So, and then we come off today and then everyone's on our WhatsApp group. We have a WhatsApp group and a Slack and they're all on there talking about today's event and coming up with more ideas. And there's a discussion around new ideas on our WhatsApp group at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite good. I think what you do is from helping other people, you help yourself. Mm-hmm. You learn. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, just out of curiosity, sorry, no, it's just out of curiosity. Um, cost wise, is it, you know, is there a cost to join the community for founders that are listening to this? Yeah. So, so we obviously it's a startup community. So we have to make some sort of money to keep it running. Yeah. Uh, but it's a minimum, minimal price. We, we charge, uh, it's around hundred pound, uh, a month, uh, to join the community, but we're going to be building more stuff through so that that value becomes even more. But even just the connections and the, uh, we had a big event recently where, uh, someone was doing a talk and about 15 of us all went down there to support them. So it was nice. So we're becoming a bit of a community and, and we do like, um, uh, pitch deck events. We did a few last year. So there's, there's more to it. And we have like on a Friday, which any of your viewers want to come along on a Friday, we have really good guest speakers. So we have guest speakers who come along and they can talk about anything from we've had some good investors come on recently, uh, telling us how they started and most of them sold out and then become investors. So uh, we have that every Friday. So yeah, any of your uh, listeners would like to come along, just get in touch. Lovely. And I, ha- I have to say I'm a bit biased actually, because I've been fortunate enough to come to one of those Wednesday meetings. Um, and so I've seen it firsthand and I, I definitely am a fan because you're absolutely right. It, it Everyone is very engaged. And I must, I must confess, I was quite surprised actually of how forthcoming people are to offer help, right? Um, not only to sort of be open about their business and the, and the challenges they're facing that particular week, but also for the rest of the gang to kind of chip in and say, yeah, you know, I can, I can help you. And it was, it was proper advice. It was proper guidance and, and very helpful. And I guess my question to you is, is then drilling down into the community. Um, first off, what makes it so special? You know, what is that USP? Why do you think people are sort of significantly more engaged? I would say. Um, in your meetings mm. and, and in your events than others? You know, that's a really good question because <laughs> it's like it's like a secret sauce, but I'm not sure what the secret is at the moment. Ah. <laughs> so, but you are right. You've been to one of these events. Mm-hmm. People do open up and they are very friendly. And I think we're just really fortunate in the culture. And I don't think that comes from us generally because sometimes we've gone the calls now and we don't even say anything. So it's not that culture. But we do have like a, a, a process of we speak to anyone who comes along we do speak to so we sort of vet and generally we just we, we just must attract nice people because generally we've not had one person who's not nice or who's uh not in it for we, we don't get people who come on and go i want i want i want it's all about like most of our uh, uh, they start with uh, has anyone got any problems and you'll go around the room and most of them 99 percent of them will come back and say no i'm here to serve which is like a new saying with, and, and 
it's funny because there's a lot of mentor groups out there, but there's something about our group where people do come off of it and they do say, you've got something special here. Uh, but I don't know what that special sauce is. Uh, oh, it, it might what a be shame. The, it, I might, you'd... <laughs> <laughs> it might be the culture that we lead. We had this at Halo. We had, uh, we was really fortunate. The founders at Halo, we was all, which were, were generally nice people. That's it. We're not, we're not out to get anyone. We're not out to destroy anything. So uh, I think that's, that's a more of that. And hopefully then people learn from each other and you become not, uh, not lemon like, but you tend to follow how everyone else is interacting. So if that starts off well, we've got a great host, uh, Gareth Hawkins, who does does it, and it might be his personality also that comes across and the uh, the aligning of the the calls. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. And and you touched on this um, as you were talking is the competition because um, yeah, you're absolutely right. One would just sort of assume that the business world, particularly in startup land, is or should be cutthroat, every man for himself, that kind of thing. Um, we've certainly found the opposite. And I think building up a network and, and tapping into other resources, forth- founders seem to be quite forthcoming to offer help and support. And in terms of competition, um, Demos, I'm sure you'll agree, we've seen a lot of different types of communities out there, different sectors, you know, female-only communities, all kinds of different stuff. So it's not to say that yours is the only one, but what would you say to that? I mean, um, in terms of the support, how do you beat the competition? Right. So I think that might be our secret sauce <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I don't think there has to be competition. And I think if you look at business as what your competition's doing, then I think you're distracted and you're worried. Like that's a, that's a fear factor probably that's not good for business. When, when we was with, uh, Halo, we were starting out. You imagine uh, the, all the taxi apps at that time. There was Get. There was uh, one called uh, Taxi App uh, UK. I can't remember what, what it was called. There was four or five coming out at that time. But if you focus on what you're doing and actually think to yourself, no, what I'm doing is going to be successful, then you worry less about the competition. So when people do come to our event, and there probably is businesses that are similar-ish, but they get on, they network because – I believe in partnerships and I think you're better off partnering someone than being their enemy. So I think um, that's a lot to do with it as well. And what about the the roadmap ahead then? Obviously you've got the surgery and stuff, but in terms of, you know, if we're, if we're in agreement, not to think of it as beating the competition, but to, to thrive amongst it, um, what does that roadmap look ahead? What's the sort of the future of the community? What else have you got to offer us? <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, so you're right, because obviously, as it grows, we're gonna have to get to a place where obviously 25 30s, then 60s and 100s or whatever, you're never going to be able to, to manage that. So we brought on um, a new C, uh, CTO, Warren Holding, who's gonna help us build out a platform we're building out at the moment. So one is to facilitate the calls, and obviously the guest calls, but we are looking into why not create your own guest call? You know, like yourselves, you could create a call where people could come in. Uh, we're looking into stuff like um, there's questions left over from previous calls. How do we handle them quickly? We need to do that within our own platform, maybe for video snippets, et cetera. Um, yeah, so so we've got lots of things planned. We're going to have, a, like most startups, have a real good think tank soon and say, where does this business go? And then obviously you'll know more then. So Gary, every week you're talking to all or listening to the challenges, I guess, of all these startups. Um, I know a lot of them want to help as well, but in the current climate with everything that's going on, there are sort of a few big sort of challenges that startups are facing right now. Is there a bit of a trend, would you say? 
Um, one is obviously startups and getting funding is really important, but we, we help, but we don't help. So, so you have to be specialized in what you do. And we're a, a community base where we come together for solutions and whether getting people funding, et cetera, is, is what we do or we pass them over to other people. So I, I suppose fundraising would be a challenge. I think the biggest challenge in our industry is talking about the problems that are going on. And like, even before anyone had heard about funding slowing down, there was talk about funding slowing down from startups. And you think to yourself, why? Why is the, why are they talking about this? Uh, oh, it's hard to get money now. And you go, well, it's only a week that they've been talking about a recession, et cetera. So, so why would they do that? Plus, VCs have to spend their money. They're not a, a bank. So when they've got money, they get it from other people. They have to spend that money anyway. So maybe they'll be sp- uh, spending it a bit more wisely but I think the more we talk about the problems that are coming ahead, the more problems that creates, in my opinion. I think we're better off just being positive and saying, I, I mean, I'm from from London, so London's very, very busy and people are still spending, et cetera. But I don't see a slowdown unless we talk about it. People only stop spending money when you start talking about you should be stop spending money. Well, yeah, and I mean, at this time of the recording, sort of towards the end of November now, we're like every day we're hearing recession, recession, but... You know, we're just outside London. When you do go into London, as you say, I mean, to be honest, if you didn't look at the news, you, I don't think you would really know that much different from, from what they're talking about. Admittedly, there has, you know, we've got a cost of living crisis. Our bills have gone up. I'm pretty sure like everybody here and everybody listening has felt in some way, shape or form. Um, but I do like your sort of philosophy there about, um, about the sort of the, talking about the problems. Um, I mean, other than the funding issues, are there any other challenges that sort of anything else that you could pick up on really? More from a point of, I tell you, the reason I'm asking this is because there's going to be listeners on here that are going to be, that are going through various challenges, right? They're all in different, uh, different parts of their journey, different sectors, struggling with different challenges, but there might be just something that somebody else is struggling with right now. And they'll hear you say, do you know what? I'm not the only one. There must be others out there who are struggling with this as well. I mean, is there anything that comes to your mind? Yeah. So, so obviously we have our questions when we start. Um, I think uh, sales and growth is quite big on how do you sales, uh, do sales and growth. We went through a lot of stuff on uh, websites and and that sort of thing like google and seo and so so there's lots of stuff that these people are going through and there's lots of tools out there i think part of you know you're saying about where do we go a startup to stand up i think that's something not not so much a referral system but more of a this is what i do because it'd be great to know like do you use slack do you use zoom do you use um other communication to use certain CRM tools, maybe somewhere like a database where you can go, this is how I do my stuff. And then people could rate it, et cetera. Because that's why I'm an idea. Pro. That's what I think. I'm thinking of an idea of your solution to that problem. Uh, but that's mainly is sales. How do we grow? I think a lot of companies are forced, maybe not so forced, but to make a profit before they get to raise money, but we all know that raising money is actually really important because it makes you grow faster than others. Because the only reason we really want startup money is so that we can grow faster than the opposition. So I think, think a lot of them... Yeah, do you think that first bit, though, is important? The actual having those sales, having a bit of traction before they get the money, do you think that's important? 
Uh, well, I'm from uh, the Halo world, <laughs> which was we went out and got money and then we solved the problems as we went along. But then yeah. we had like 120 million investment, et cetera. So we could virtually do what we wanted to do. Um, I think it's, it's quite hard for anyone to start a business and actually start making money before they can get money. Because look, we, we, we all probably work when we're starting a startup. It's very hard. Most of us are probably family people. We've got people we've got to look after. To do that and do a startup but not be able to take your, take money to help you grow quicker, I think it's, it's quite a hard thing to do. I think it's nice to say, yes, start a business and make sales first. To be honest, then my opinion is, is what you need money for. If you're making, de- and it's true, isn't it? If you're making decent money, then why do you need money? You'd be better off just keep on using the money that you've got, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I think it's a mixture, really. I think it depends, though, doesn't it? I mean, the halo days, as you say, I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, those days of just grabbing money and growing and growing and not worrying about profit, they're saying that those days are kind of over. And now, you know, VCs are looking at, you've got to have traction, you've got to have a route to, to make some money for us to invest. Um, personally, I, I actually... I, sort of see a little bit more value in that now rather than just investing and just growing and growing and growing with no path to profit um so yeah it's just interesting to to get your thoughts on that as well yeah uh, but by the way uh, another company that i'm about to start is all about making money and a subscription model and going down that route and and i totally agree with it but if you do want to grow like so when you look at it from the uk to say america I mean, you can name on probably one hand the unicorns from the UK because yeah. we haven't got that aspiration. Like you could come up with the best idea in the world, but if you don't get the money to grow it and then grow in a community, how far do you grow a community before there's more value in the community than there is in the the actual making the money? Do you get what I mean? It's, it's, it swings around about but But like all businesses, you live as you learn, don't you? You go Absolutely. along, and that, that, that's why we pivot. So, really and truthfully, maybe you, you say all startups should start with a profit or making a profit, but at certain times within that that cycle, you then put out the idea. Maybe I need more money to grow quicker, uh, etc. Just a quick story on on this, because obviously the the growing and the I, I'm I'm an ideas person of when we was uh, uh say uh free now or halo or, or my taxi during that reigns is what what is the company structured to do and we wasn't always uh about growth and we was times when we had to make money yeah and all these companies now the free nows etc have to make money but there was a, a, a all ends where the CEO come out and said this was at free now and said uh we want to grow and the whole company then come out of that meeting saying, oh, how do we start charging drivers? How do we start making money from customers? And you go, well, actually, you're not listening to what he's saying. If you want to grow, you can't make money at the same time. If you want to grow really fast. So it swings around about what company you are. But you can pivot because we used to go from, well, we need to make money. Yeah. Then I would come up with probably an idea to make money. And then if they wanted to, there was big things about GMV at our time at Halo is we just want money coming in. It didn't matter about the profit. Then I would come up with an idea around, okay, what we do, we give every taxi driver a credit card machine and we won't charge them. So all of a sudden you've got all this GMV coming through, which at that time was really important. 
not so much now. So I think it's it swings around about it's all companies that are different. But I think if all companies have to make money to get started before they even get some money, then no wonder we've got no unicorns because uh, our ideas, if Facebook come along today in the UK, uh, it wouldn't be made, but it would be made in America. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, they, no, they I get believe that. in that vision. I think maybe I didn't frame the question perfectly in that I, I think I'm talking more about traction as opposed to profit because that is you're absolutely right it's difficult to start something from the beginning and make profit straight away but at least to have some traction there's a lot of startups mm. out there that say I've got this great idea I want to go and raise lots of money and I haven't got one user yet or you know and five yeah. years ago VCs didn't really care that sounds like a great idea let's just pile a load of money into that and then two years later they run out of money and it goes pop you know so, so I'll tell you the reason why. <laughs> and the real reason why around this is is fear, right? So as a startup and a startup idea person, yeah, is you have an idea and the first thing you think of is, is someone going to take my idea? So you have to look at timelines and people, what they do is, and I guarantee you most startups feel like this, is you do a startup, you have an idea, and then you think to yourself, okay, when am I going to get my next bit of money? Because I can go get traction, if I don't get my next bit of money to follow through, then that traction that I got in the beginning is worthless. So if you listen to most startups, that's how they will be thinking. I like to get into the mind of how other people feel. And I guarantee you that yeah. as a startup, you sit there, you go, okay, I've got a really good idea. I'm going to do this. And then you go, well, go get traction, show that it's worthwhile. And then you do that. Then how long before you get the, the chance of money to go, I've proven that it's a business model. I've proven that there's customers. Now I've got to go out and search for, for money. How long is that going to take? Another six months? And now I've let all them customers down. They've all gone elsewhere because they don't believe in what you was telling them. I think that's one of the biggest problems. So if you had a guarantee yeah. of money coming in after you got the traction, then I think a lot more people would get their idea out there quicker. So do you think that's the solution then, ultimately? Or is there something else that could be done, do you think, that could could help them in some way? Well, I think that, that, that's the problem is knowing that maybe maybe that could be the idea, actually, as, a, uh, as an investor, you sit there and you go, okay, I guarantee you, if you go out and go get me proof that you can get customers, yeah, on this date, you'll get the money to build out that tech or you'll get that money to then move forward. Now, that could be mm -hmm. an idea. Because at the moment, this is what happens is, is you go to an investor and they go, show me traction. You then go out and get the traction and you've got no guarantee that that person's going to invest or anyone's going to invest. So maybe, maybe that's a, an idea for a, a decent investor to come along and do something like that. Yeah. Hopefully we've got some investors listening on, on board and maybe they might uh, take some of your advice there. If that's yeah, the case, then, if it is so up and down and this yo-yo effect, then it really depends on the investor that you're speaking to, I guess, and what the provisors are. What do you think about the landscape in terms of startup founders even bothering to start at all then? Do you know um, what I mean? Like, In terms of stats and the trends that you've seen, are still as many people excited about launching their own business then if there are yeah. so many pushbacks in this world of, you know, money, mm. no money? Yeah, all right. So, so one is... Um, when I did Halo, I was uh, 40. This was, uh, was it 40? Yeah, say, say 38, 40-ish, yeah. Uh, I was just having my fourth kid. Uh, I had a family to run. So if, if I can do it, then anyone who's young can definitely do it. I would definitely not put on anyone off of doing a startup. I mean, really truthfully, do you want to go to university and learn something or 
do you want to get into the nitty gritty of a startup where you virtually you're out there talking like we used to do. you go talk to drivers you're doing the marketing you're designing leaflets you're doing i used to do the videos so i'd be sitting there before i was running off to somerset ass doing some cheap video but that was our videos when we first went out so do you want to be involved in something like that then i would definitely say yeah for any for any startup get going the the worst thing is you're going to learn you're going to start and you're going to learn the other thing that i'd like to say as a founder and, and maybe this is a point that might scare a lot of founders is don't don't go into the into your new start thinking it's your only idea and that's the end of your journey do you get what i mean because really truthfully as a, as a founder you should be starting a company you should be building it successfully to eventually leave in say three four years time to then start your new project through life if you know what i mean now as i get older i'm running out of them <laughs> but when you're younger <laughs> you, when, when you're younger you should be sitting there thinking well i've got 10 of these in so if i do fail i'll just move on to the next one we've got some great people have just come off of our call today uh a couple of them got a young guy who's pushing through ideas oh what about this what about that and we're all coming back with our experience. Uh, the other thing is research as well. Do lots of research in what company you're going to do. Uh, and then we've had a guy who who, who did, um, he, he exited, not exited his company finally. He had to, to shut the company down. And he's already thinking about that next idea. So I think as a startup, never go in thinking, this is your only idea. So if, if it fails, then that means that you've failed forever and you're never, ever going to do another startup. Never think that. Think of it as a building block to your next startup and if it's really really successful then you can invest etc but keep it as a, a as a stepping stone not a be all and end all i mean i, I stayed at free now probably too long i was there for over 10 years uh so i stayed there too long and it was mainly just because i thought that i could help it grow uh because eventually i would like to have got some money out of it i never did but um so uh yeah so advice to startups is don't think that it's your only gig forever it's your only gig for the next three four years before you've you move on to your next thing love that um on the same topic then yeah really great advice um so you know you're speaking to a lot of startups you did just this morning as well um give me two or three startups you've spoken to let's say the, the last sort of three months that have really blown your socks off i mean these are ones to watch is there anyone on your radar Use this as a um, shout out if you want to. <laughs> yeah, if, one is obviously it's, it's all privacy policy, so I can't really talk about sure, yeah, that's the, the people within it. Uh, I, I suppose I'd like to look into industries probably a bit more, um, marketplace industries are, um, are quite interesting. I love, uh, and w- which we're looking into at the, the moment is uh, to do with what I used to do, is putting lots of products together. Uh, I think that's an industry that will consume a lot of people. There's lots of apps out there that do the same thing. How do you bring them all together to consolidate them? Because none of of these apps are going to consolidate themselves because they all think they're against each other. So I think that that's a business model that can work going forward. Uh, Obviously, um, AI, intelligence, not so much a computer doing it. I think it's more about the what you put into the uh into the data to then grow it bigger so uh yeah there's a, a few different industries not i don't want to mention any companies because it upset all the fair other enough. companies yeah <laughs> fair enough very diplomatic <laughs> yeah 
On the note of marketplaces then, just very quickly, what's, you know, how do you see that moving forward? I mean, we've always, I was actually just on a call this morning with somebody who was, who was building a marketplace um, and within a very short period of time, they knocked it on the head and have gone in a completely different direction because they realized how difficult it is to build a marketplace. I mean, is there, how many areas do you reckon there are that haven't been touched by a marketplace yet? So I don't think it's so much, a, I think as well, and I bet you you're speaking about someone who's probably techie. Is he quite uh, techy in what he's built? A little bit. Him and his co-founder together. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a young founder is into tech. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I've noticed as well is is tech people are great. They're really good at building stuff, but they're really easy at giving up on stuff as well. So there's there's lots of tech people out there who build stuff, and then it's like that foul fast thing is you build it, and if no one's using it, then move on. But what what a lot of tech people do is they come into business and then. They try to do the sales themselves, and I think that's where that falls down. I think that's where you go, I'm a founder, and then you hand it over to someone who's good at sales and don't give up straight away. So I know you said that they're doing a marketplace, they're moving on to something else, but they really burned all bridges in trying to make it succeed. I don't know what that marketplace is, so I'm not 100% sure. So. But you get what I mean yeah, by the, 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 the tech founder versus the sales founder. They're, they need I'm to come even- together at some point. Do you reckon that's tech and sales founder? Or do you think that's a little bit more inexperienced founder? And the reason I say that is because, you know, in my early days when I was found, you know, if something wasn't working very well, I was quite impatient, I would probably say. And then it's like moving on to things. But as time has gone by, you tend exactly as you say, you tend to look at things a little bit more. Have we tried everything? There's probably just something. Mm. And then you get a little bit of like to actually shut it down completely. In, in my opinion, it's like you've come really to the end, to the end, you know, you've tried everything. So do you think it's because maybe they're, maybe like they're, they've got less experience? Well, you know, you, you know, experience is, is one of it. I always say is uh, if you see me running out of the room, you run with me. And, and what, <laughs> what I mean by, what I mean by that is that probably for experiences, I'm probably quite laid back and I've been there and I've done it and I rarely panic. Like if you said to me now, this ass is on fire, I'd probably go, oh, okay, I'll deal with it. <laughs> Let's sit back, relax, and then we'll think about, oh, I'll go and get some water to put the fire out. Do you get what I mean? So I think that can work within business. So I think it's down to them founders to find someone who's been through that. So I'm not a separate. So one is I'm not a salesperson. I'm very humble in not selling what I do. I hate that, right? But start to stand up is the sort of <laughs> It sounds really sick. It is the place to come to find out whether your business is ready to go. Do you get what I mean? Because you go on there and you say, okay, we've tried this, we've tried that. Uh, Off of our conversation this morning, I've already had two ideas which I've sent through to to one of the the guys. Some other people come up with ideas. Um, When I say it's it's more of a – there's so many people out there who can look outside into your business and give you advice before you go – we're done. So, yeah. so maybe then people, maybe then people would do that, and everyone would go, "Yeah, you're right. You should get out of the game." Do you get what I mean? But yeah. there could be some who say, "Have you tried this?" And then they go, "No, we haven't tried that." And then they tried that, and that's that secret sauce that you said. So, one is I would probably get a bit of advice around me. I, I suppose one of the reasons that we started start stand up was um, I was very fortunate at, at Halo that I had six founders around me 
And then I had two really close families around me. So we always could feed off of each other. I think what you find with a lot of startups is there's probably maybe one or two. And then who do they speak to? They probably need people to speak to outside of that group for advice, uh, et cetera. So I think that's where having these groups where people can talk, you might just get some bit of inspiration, you know? Yeah, which is massively important when you're on the journey, definitely. Gary, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. It's been, um, yeah, really good. Thanks for sharing your insight and allowing us to pick your brains a bit. No, that's okay. Hopefully, I didn't uh, talk too much because uh, I'm, I'm originally a taxi. By the way, I'm originally a taxi driver. We have a view on everything. So if, <laughs> you could have talked about anything and I would have had a view. They're not my views. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I've got a page full of notes in front of me and I'm sure our listeners have as well. So thank you so much. Um, and thanks also to everyone who's tuned in today. Hope you've enjoyed the conversation, certainly as much as we have, um, and picks up some great insights about um, the exciting world of startups, right? Um, we've got plenty more incredible founders on their way soon. So stay tuned and till then, bye for now.